1: Back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, above the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please. Go so check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Janton Shorter back on the pod to continue our end-of-season MLB awards show. We are discussing the biggest bust of the MLB season on today's pod. And now, American League position player, pitcher, who has been the biggest bust in every league at each position not literally each position, but you get what I mean. So, jam pack pod with JT shorter, so you're gonna stay right there, and you're gonna wanna listen into this one because it's fun. Ain't you know what else is fun? Spotify Green Room, because this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Just go download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. Now. You'll know when I go live because you'll already be following me on Twitter at creatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for my podcast handle. And also, I just want to say thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Please subscribe, review, download, share with your friends because this podcast is not possible without you. So thank you. But now let's jump right into that conversation with JT Shorter to talk about the end-of-season MLB awards. All right, let's move on now and talk about the biggest bust pitcher, J.T. Shorter, who was the biggest bust pitcher in 2021?
0: Millard, I have to go with Dylan Bundy. Oh, my goodness. I had him in fantasy baseball. It might be a little biased, but he was garbage. I think he pitched maybe five or six innings like in a game max all season uh his production significantly dropped um from last year when we thought he was going to be one of the big starter for that team um let's see his stats he was a (laughs) 6.6.06 era this year
1: how many sixes
0: almost the devil (laughs) he was almost the devil this year (laughs) he was only 60 away from that um in six, a six ERA, he only pitched 90 innings, um, which is only 30 more than last year. And we've only played half a season last year. So I don't know what was going on. He had nine losses. You feel bad because, yes, the uh, the Angels were hurt a little bit during the season, but you still got to come out with a better, a better. I could have pitched that way. and I got a broken elbow. Um, so I don't know what was going on. Maybe he needs to go seek whoever, um, Robbie Ray talked to this this year um, to get it all worked out but definitely a bigger a biggest letdown also I'll probably throw in there lament too he was kind of a letdown I know injury kind of plagued Mm. him a little bit but he was also a big letdown so but Dylan Bundy number one for me
1: Dylan (laughs) Bundy thank you Dylan Bundy's a great call he had a pretty good 2020 season. We had like a 3 2 array. I was like, whoa, is this finally the breakout of Dylan Bundy? One of the top prospects has just been a bust the first few years of his career, and he ended up being a bust once again once 2021 started. So good call there. I think I kind of have a controversial answer for my own. I was debating between a couple guys. I know I saw a few lists that had Andrew Heaney as the biggest bust pitcher, but Andrew Heaney really hasn't been that good throughout his entire career, so that was one of the reasons why I was like, maybe I'll just have him as a runner-up and not really the biggest bust of the year because the dude has a career 472 ERA, so is it that surprising he wasn't good again in 2021? No. So the guy I have, because I think you have to, when you say biggest bust, I think, again, that's has to be relative to your expectations. Andrew Heaney was a bust, but he's been a bust his entire career. So at some point, this is just who Andrew Heaney is. He's just playing to his, he might have actually had a better season than what his, you know, his average uh, might tell you, which is still not true, but still. So for me, the biggest bust for the American League, actually, in the American League, is going to be Zach Plisak. And he only pitched 25 games. I think he missed a little bit because of injury, but this was someone who I thought was one of the best pitchers in baseball in 2020. He had a solid rookie season 2020 looked like a different person and maybe 2020 is what fooled us like a Dylan Bundy who was really good in 2020 maybe the same was with Zach please and maybe it was a little smoke and mirrors and he wasn't actually as good as we saw in 2020 because. Last year, two two eight ERA, nine point three strikeouts per nine, a .79 WHIP. He was absolutely dominant. But when you look at Polistag this year, four six seven ERA. He had a six point three strikeouts per nine, a career low one point one nine WHIP. Like he just wasn't the same guy on the mound. And this was someone who I really thought could have been one of the best pitchers in the American League. Him and the Shane Bieber. I was like, the Indians have one of the best rotations in the American League. Of course, Shane Bieber. You could put him uh, as a bust, too, if you want, but I don't think that would be fair just because it was only injury that took him out. Then you would have to call DeGrom a bust, even though I don't think either one of us would say that either. And I drafted Shane Bieber like number three overall. So I was pretty hurt to see uh, him not make it through the full season. But guess who still won the championship without their first round pick? Me, baby, because I'm a. Beast, I'm an expert GM, and that's why I'm an expert in doing a podcast because I know baseball, baby. So for me, I had uh Zach Polisak as my pitcher, that was the biggest bust in the American League, and then in the National League. JT, I don't know if you're gonna like this answer, but I have your guy, JT. I'm looking at you, Aaron Nola, as the biggest bust of the National League when it comes to pitchers because Aaron Nola. He is the ace of the staff. Maybe not after this season. I think it's, we've seen a changing of the guard with Zach Wheeler, but entering the season, I think we all considered Nola the number one guy, Zach Wheeler the number two. Aaron Nola, 328 ERA last year, 237 in 2018 when he was an all star. He was on my fantasy team last year. The dude was a stud. I thought he was going to carry my fantasy team again if I was able to get my hands on him. And thankfully, I was not able to draft Aaron Nola this year. Did you draft Aaron Nola, JT? Oh, That's I had tough. him. He was great
0: in the oh. first half. And then second half, I don't know
1: what happened to the guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing. Yeah, the best thing about Ola, if you did have him, is that he went deep into ball games, 180 innings pitch. He threw a lot of strikes. 11.1 strikeouts per nine. So all that was good, but a four, six, three ERA, 26 home runs allowed 93 earned runs, 180 innings pitch. Just wasn't that good of a season for Aaron Nola, who we considered a potential Cy Young candidate entering the season. So for that reason, I got Aaron Nola as my biggest boss of the season for national league pitchers at an honorable mention for you, Darvish, who was absolutely atrocious after the sticky stuff crackdown. And, uh, just with that Padre second half collapse, I think he has to be on the list. I mean, part of the collapse was because Hugh Darvish absolutely collapsed in the second half. And then my third uh, runner up I had with Jake Arrieta, but the dude is old and garbage. So I won't put too much stock into that. How do you feel about that, JT? JT and I will continue our conversation in just a second, but... This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me, and might even have a chance to be featured I'm the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, so please join me this weekend when I go live. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at MillerThomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week, so please follow me at MillerThomas to be notified when my room goes live so you won't miss it. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage on all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Let's get back into the pod.
0: Uh, Nolo was absolutely awful. He kind of felt unconfident. With him being your number one guy still going throughout the season, it was just so uncomfortable going into the beginning of series and not sure, or or a Sunday night, and not sure if you're going to be able to pull off a win um, to take the series. And that's kind of what led us down towards the end of the year, Um, just not being able to put together quality starts. Um, you Darvish yeah, that's sicky stuff man. I got a lot of people this year. I don't know if the numbers would have been a little bit different if we still had some spider attack. Um, circum- circum- uh, circumventing the MLB, but definitely that changed the pace of things for the the Padres not only and with you Darvish being one of the bigger guys on that team. I would even say uh, Snell also. He kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, um, Snell too. So that that whole that whole uh, San Diego rotation kind of dropped the ball for them and Kind of probably caused all the the aggression between um, Tatis and Machado towards the end there, too. Um, And, yeah, it's just the pitching stunk at the end, and you can't blame anyone but themselves.
1: And the thing with the Phillies, too, is the division winner in the NL East, the Atlanta Braves, they won 88 games. If you get Aaron Ola that you had the last two, three years, you probably win the division. The Braves aren't that good of a team. The division sucks. Everyone in that division sucks. The Braves won 88 games and won the division. The Blue Jays won 90 games. They are fourth in the AL East. This shouldn't happen in baseball. This shouldn't happen in sports. The Phillies were only
0: three games back, Millard. Only three games back going into that final series with the Braves. If they sweep the Braves, they make it to the playoffs. If they blow it, they as we've seen got swept in the final five of six, I think we got beat um, Marlins and the Braves. And I don't know, as a Phillies fan, we're going to be like the, the Mariners. I feel like we're going on the year 10 of no playoffs. So.
1: That's we'll tough, see. buddy. You're lucky. You're, do you actually feel kind of good? I know you said you want the Mariners to make the postings, but do you actually feel kind of good that they missed <laughs> oh, it? So yeah.
0: Do you think that's <laughs> yeah um, I was, disappointing season for sure because they started off so hot i think when they beat the mets and they swept the mets that one series all the phillies all the philly nation was so confident they were going to make a playoff run finally despite you know the, the the poor nle's division and only one person making it out because they were so far behind in the wild card um but yeah just piss poor (laughs)
1: tough tough season for Phillies fans like a jt shorter we'll see if they could fix in the future i know their bullpen sucks uh bryce harper at least was an mvp candidate Zach Wheeler was a Cy Young candidate. So you got some blue chippers on your roster, but still got to figure out around the edges for the Phillies roster because there's a lot of those little pieces, those swing relievers in your bullpen, even a closer, the Phillies still need to figure out. So let's move on and let's talk about the biggest bust among position players for baseball in 2021. JT, who's your biggest bust this past season?
0: Biggest bust, we got DJ LeMahieu. Mm. Everyone thought this man was gonna ride the Yankees into a World Series championship and the biggest fleece of the the, oh. the, the all. Oh no, what was it? The trade deadline or the the free agent signings at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we spoke about it, millet. I wasn't too hot on DJ. I mean, he had he had to have good production to to make that value, and he just did not come through this season. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe he got a little too spoiled with all that money coming in, but definitely did not play up to standard.
1: I don't know what happened to DJ LeMayu. I think that's a great call. This is someone who batted 364 in 2020. He batted 327. This is someone who finished top four in MVP voting the last two seasons. So it was only right to think maybe he doesn't win MVP, but at least finish top eight, top nine, at least look like an all-star guy once again as we entered this season. And that just didn't happen for LeMayu. Batted 268, a 7-11 OPS. He had already, uh, and the thing is, he showed some power when he came to New York. That first season with the Bronx Bombers, he had 26 home runs. He had 10 home runs last year in the 60 games. But this season, he only had 10 home runs in 150 games. So I don't know where the power went to this season for LeMayu. A 7-11 OPS is the worst OPS he's had since 2014. So terrible season by him. But my American League bus for the 2021 season, it's, it's along the same vein as you, JT Shorter, because It's not DJ LeMayu, but I got another New York Yankee as my biggest bust. Glaber Torres. This is the prodigal son, even more than Aaron Judge, because he plays the position that all Yankees fans remember, watch the most the last 20 years, and that's Derek Jeter's position of shortstop, the most – Legendary position in Yankees lore, most likely because of what Derek Jeter did. I I assume Derek Jeter is probably the most beloved Yankee. And so Glaber Torres is the guy that was supposed to come in and take the reins over at shortstop, be the next guy that holds the torch at shortstop for the Yankees for the next 15, 20 years. Rattle off some World Series and he looked like that player. He was an all-star his first two years at 21-22. This was someone who had 24 home runs in as a rookie, 38 home runs as a sophomore. Then in 2020, what happened to Glaber Torres? A 724 OPS, 243 average, played 42 games, three home runs. You say he was 2020. Let's throw that season out. He was phenomenal his first two years. Who cares about this weird COVID year? Let's get to 2021. Now you get to 2021 and Gleber Torres once again in 127 games. He dealt with some injury, I believe, but a 259 average, an OPS below 700, only nine home runs for a guy that was smacking almost 40 home runs in 2019 and making an all star teams. I think Glaber Torres is the biggest bust of the American League. As an honorable mention, I had Anthony Rendon. This one's a little unfair because he basically missed almost the entire season with injury. But even when he was playing, it looked like a bust on the field. And then I also had uh, Calvon Biggio of the Blue Jays, who also missed some time with injury. But I had him on my fantasy team. This dude was absolutely horrendous for me. He batted like 200 or like 600 OPS. The dude was horrendous for me whenever he was on the field. JT and I will wrap up our end of season award show for today at least. But did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry bar, sea, raspberry, mint brownie, and double chocolate. They got flavors galore. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm working out every day. I'm trying to get my weight down, but I also have a sweet tooth. But it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. Just go to built.com. Use promo code lock15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. And then my biggest position player bust. I'm surprised you didn't say this guy because I think if you just had to say regardless of league, who's the biggest bust of the MLB season, I think this guy is consensus, 100% of the votes, unanimous. Has to be Cody Bellinger, I think. The dude batted – this was an MVP, Well, in 2019, I want to say Bellinger was. And he just – I don't know what happened to the guy. He did only play 95 games, some of it because of injuries. Some of it was – The Dodgers were like, this dude absolutely sucks and we have all-stars on our bench. Let's just use this guy as a platoon. That's what they did for a few games before some other injuries to the outfield depth took place, but... This was someone who had who hit 12 home runs in 2020. He only hit 10 this year. He didn't have a very good 2020, and I think if you ask a Dodgers fan, would you take his 12 home run, 789 OPS from 2020? I think they would say yes because he had a better season last year in a disappointing year than he had in 2021 because this season, JT, he had a 542 OPS. A 165 average. I don't know what happened to Cody Bellinger, but I think I could put up numbers similar to Cody Bellinger if you gave me 500 at bats. This was someone in 2019 who won MVP with 47 bombs, 115 ribbies, a 1035 OPS, a 305 average. Even A couple of seasons prior, he was very good. Remember, he had 39 bombs as a rookie and finished top 10 in MVP voting. So this is someone like Glaber Torres who came into the league was on fire those first two, three years. And then all of a sudden, 2020 was just not kind to either one of them. It was not kind to Bellinger even more than Gleyber Torres, but I think those two were the two biggest busts among position players in 2021. I also had Francisco Lindor as an honorable mention runner-up from the National League. And then this one hurts me. To JT, but I had Jackie Bradley Jr. as one of the biggest busts of the season as well. I didn't realize Jackie Bradley Jr. was a bust because let's face it, it's not like a lot of people are having JBJ conversations unless you're a Red Sox or Bruce fan, but I saw him as a big bust on someone's list when doing research. And Jackie Bradley Jr. this year batted 163 JT, I think the same as Cody Bellinger, but he had a worse OPS than even Belly did. He had a 497 OPS, Jackie Bradley played 134 games this year. He had six home runs, 29 RBIs. This dude was a complete non-factor. So for me, joking that I could probably put up the same production as Cody if he gave me 500 at-bats. I think I could put up better production than JBJ if he gave me 500 at-bats. So... Bellinger's the biggest bust in the NL. Gleyber is, at least for me, the biggest bust in the AL. But there were some, there were a few busts this season across the league from both American League and National League. JT, final thoughts on this category? I might say, fans might say, you know, how they juiced the ball. They were talking about
0: juicing the ball in 2019. That might have been a factor. We saw no more spider attack, no more sticky stuff. And that might have gone both ways, honestly, with the batters getting some sticky stuff on the bat. Pitchers giving that sticky stuff (laughs) to him, balls might have been flying out the yard. I don't know. They kind of nerfed, nerfed home runs. Now you really can't say that because there were two or three guys hitting 40 plus home runs, which is absolutely insane. So maybe you can't use that excuse. But there will be some guys who have probably Yankees fans uh, who will use that excuse for why their two supposed to be big stars only hit less 19 home runs. Uh, It's kind of sad. But your picks are also pretty good. I I think jbj i don't know i don't think he's really a bust per se no one was really hot on picking him up when he became a free agent anyway so kind of what you were saying with the pitchers not really they're bust in their own right but as a fact of uh we weren't expecting you know him to hit 100 home runs this year so jbj just not inconsistent
1: uh, well jbj also had that 2020 fools gold because 2020 Again, only 60 games, but it was one of the better Jackie Bradley Jr. seasons. He had 814 OPS and like seven home runs. He had 283 average. So he had a pretty good 2020. And like you said, still, people really weren't that interested in picking him up. But definitely some big busts. The Yankees had some busts on their team. Rendon, Biggio, Lindor, JBJ, Bellinger, all busts. And, oh, what you were saying, this is the point I wanted to say, what you are just saying with the sticky stuff, I feel like you could make the opposite argument be like, oh, the ball isn't sticky anymore. Now the balls are going to be flying off the bats. Before, maybe the sticky stuff made a stick to the bat. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, people, for that. I accidentally hit my mic. Maybe you are like, oh, my God, I can't even get the ball off the bat with all the sticky stuff. But now it should just be flying all over the place. And I don't know what baseball is doing. Why are we trying to take out offense? I mean, they're like, let's I, – I get – Doing the sticky stuff because that's actually supposed to promote offense. But I don't understand trying to deaden the ball. Like people love the home runs. I think the issue was too many people had an issue with the three true outcomes. It was all home runs or strikeouts. I think you need to fix that issue, not just lessen home runs <laughs> overall and increase strikeouts. I don't think that was good. So let's bring the juiced balls back. Let's take out the sticky stuff. And you know what? Let's tie in the strike zone. Let's move the mound back. I'm pro anything that increases offense and baseball, take the shifts away, bring the universal DH back. I'm pro anything that gets more runs on the board. I want to see teams averaging eight runs a game and make those pitchers even more valuable. Make the DeGroms even more valuable. When that guy's on the mound, he's giving up two earned runs, whereas every other starter in your rotation is giving up seven on average. So I want to get the DeGroms more money in their pocket, and who doesn't want that? So Great ideas by me all around. Good job, Millard. Very proud of you. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow. We're doing coach of the year and potentially rookie of the year as well on the end of season MLB award show. Just depends on time. And again, I must thank you. Thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you want to help out the network, go listen to Locked on MLB with Sully, where he's covering all the teams around baseball. As always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, please stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces.